Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby and Keg Podcast, episode, episode 463. Charlie on the ones and twos. Mitch here with you. I said that backwards, but that's okay. Um, it's been a been a weird week for your boy. Um, so not surprising. Didn't do the podcast yesterday. Apologize for that. Uh, it was just, you know, it's one of those days. Went to see Top Gun the night before. Didn't feel like getting on the sticks. So I apologize for that. But that's okay because we made it two straight weeks. Round of applause for us. That's good. Building a little consistency. Mitch is on the other end. What's going on? Yeah, sometimes you just need a, a mental health day, right? I mean, ah. sometimes you just need to uh, to make it easier on yourself. I think, it's, I think it's okay. Well, oh, no, no, it's fine. I just, you know, uh, not a lot of lessons this week. I don't know. It's, I think we're getting into like vacation season. I'm, I'm assuming too, I have a decent amount of teachers that also probably listen to the pod and they're off hours. This is just me assuming I've, I know I have a few teachers that I know in my life that I think listen. So I think probably that's also why the listens are down. Teachers, we're big and we're big on teachers and it's last week of school for a lot of kids. So they're, well, you know, their schedules are all fucked up. It just, quite frankly, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a rough stretch for sports talk content, I suppose. Oh um, yeah. I mean, and I, so the, I mean, if, 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 you know, we, we are NBA fans, um, you know, but if you are not an NBA fan or, um, mostly bucks, which I am, I mean, you're just, maybe you don't give a fuck about the finals, which I don't necessarily blame you. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed it, but, um, you know, and then, which is, then you get the football OTA mini camp, whatever you want to call it. They don't call it mini camp anymore. They call it OTAs now. Uh, you get that stuff jammed down your, down your throat and you know, it's relatively pointless. So, yeah. and, um, be, and you could argue right now, unless you do something like the Los Angeles angels where you lose 13 straight games, baseball yeah. is not, doesn't mean a ton right now. Like or, it, it's, or you're, you know, you are a decent baseball team and your superstar is dog shit, um, which we will, we will certainly undoubtedly touch on this upcoming podcast. But, yeah. Um, yeah. They're, 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 I mean, other than that type of stuff, I mean, there's always stuff, but, Right. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. It's just, it's just kind of a notorious, uh, notorious time for I, you know. You start to get to after so, after school lets out, and like, um, again, this is like a COVID thing, right? Because like last year, we had basketball all throughout the month of June and into July, and mm-hmm. so and it carried us because we could talk. And thankfully, the Bucks were moving on, so we just talked about the Bucks every week, hammered out the Bucks, and then the bucks get done they win their championship and the next fucking day is training camp yeah and it was like seamless it was beautiful so i think Mm -hmm. just getting and two years ago we no one knew when we were going to be playing sports again i think baseball was trying to come to an agreement but you know we didn't have any vaccines this thing was still rocking and rolling and so really this is our first normal summer since 2019 like right. from a sports from a sports calendar perspective, and that's wild to think about. Yeah. Well, so. yeah. So I mean, having having said all that, please listen to us for the next forty five minutes. No, but we have fun. Well, we have actually a very fun show. Um. So despite us doom and gloom, so you guys like, well, what do these guys have in surface? We have the storylines of the Wisconsin sports summer. So 
every year there is a song of the summer. Sometimes there's an artist of the summer. Last year, Olivia Rodrigo, good for you, 100% song of the summer. This year, I think it's going to be a Harry Styles song. I don't know which one. Um, he has a lot out right now. To me, like Harry Styles is the hot shit, shit at the moment. So I feel like Harry Styles is the song of the summer. I don't know if Top Gun's going to make it for the movie of the summer. Um, I saw it the other night. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, could not recommend it enough to go see it in a theater. Um, just the experience alone was incredible. But you have Jurassic Park, you have Thor, you have a new Jordan Poole movie coming out. There's a few others that I'm missing here on the top of my head. Uh, the Minions for the kids, right? Um, but, yeah, who knows exactly what's going well, to be that's – Oh, what, am I missing one? I, 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 just, I was going to wait for you to finish, but I was going to say that, um, you know, much like we talk about it's a normal sports calendar, I think that the entertainment, the music industry – um, oh, the yeah. whole is sort of back to, you know, I know of God, a half a dozen bands that I listen to that have albums coming out, um, either like this summer or early in the fall. Um, and I feel like it was just pretty sparse for, you know, the better part of two years. Yeah. It's and, really, it's really tough to keep up. Right. Like you're like, Oh, yeah. I gotta listen to this band. I gotta listen to that. Like, I probably only listened to like half of Jack Harlow and Pusha T. I listened to most of Kendrick Lamar, but I'm still back backed up. Like I've, I've heard you know Florence and the Machine have a good album out. I think the Black Keys album comes out this week, who I like. Like, so yeah, it's crazy. But yes, yeah, so there are the storylines of the summer that people will be talking about, that people will consistently bring up, that will kind of just never seemingly go away with our teams, whether it's the Packers, the Brewers, or the Bucks, and Badger football as, as we get closer uh, to the season, and maybe not at the same scale. But those are the teams. And for the Packers, Mitch, to kick it off, I just think we're going to just talk about receivers until we're blue in the face. Yeah, oh, definitely. And and not just the receivers, but, you know, Rodgers and the relationship between the two and um, right. you know, obviously it's, it's interesting that, you know, Rogers has that, that story is, is not really a story, but I don't know if, you know, he's kind of taken over for Tom Brady in a way where it's like everything he does is, oh, yeah. is, is, is leading off your, your national shows. And, um, I think locally it's, it's, it's there, but, um, sort of his, uh, persona or presence with with the team is there, and and, and like I think media local locally understand his uh, um, his his push and pull within the organization at this point. But I think like nationally, it's it's, it's just it's out of control. I and um, I think some of that is because he's not he's rough around the edges still. Like Josh Allen is cookie cutter as it gets. Mahomes cookie yeah. cutter as it gets because they have PR people that are like, hey be careful, you know, their social media era dudes and Rogers is just like, I don't give a fuck. And yeah. that, and that puts people in the seats because you just don't know what he's going to say. And so then yeah. you could be like, well, is this accurate? Do you believe him? Things like that. Like I caught a social video today about like, you know, what Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers said means for Jordan love. Like it, it is endless. You're right. It, 
and it puts asses in the seats. And I was going to kind of tie it back to the receivers because he made a comment, I believe it was today, he had a pretty good quote about um, the receiver group and saying that he believes in production more than potential. Yeah. And we have, he, he said we have some production and a lot of potential. Um, and there's a, you know, a, a running theme or belief with Rogers that what he says is very calculated and, and very manipulative, if you will. Um, and, and everything he says, there's a reason. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think it was fair, everything he said, um, but he, he did kind of start to veer the blame toward them. If you want to look at it that way, um, you could, um, maybe, maybe somebody who's got his green and gold goggles on might not want to do that, but, um, I don't know. Or, or, I don't know if, I mean, if I don't know if that's a shot at me for the green and gold goggles. Oh yeah, it is. It is because <laughs> I, I, I can, I can hear the wheels turning in your head when I say something like that. Like, no, I mean, listen, listen, listen. I I don't necessarily think it's him building up excuses already. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think it's rather him saying it's anybody's job to go out and get this. And I also thought like him saying that 80% of our plays were to Javante, or at least that's the, the thought. He was the number one. And now we got to get creative is interesting. It's fun. And I didn't necessarily think it was like a shot at Devante, but it's clear that I think Rogers is on board with trying things a little bit more in Matt LaFleur's way. And I think that, I don't know what conversations have been had or had it, but I do think that like Aaron Rodgers isn't going to really go YOLO. I think there'll be moments where he's just like, fuck this, I'm taking over. But I do imagine you're going to see a more sort of, you're not conservative Rodgers, but a team that might run the football a little bit more because you have two of the best running backs in the NFL. And you have to take advantage of that. They only ran the ball 43 times, 43% of the time last year. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets closer to 50-50. I mean, I, I would hope so at this point. Um, it's kind of hard to yeah, defend I, against it, honestly. I mean, and I think that'll be a, a huge, another like sub, maybe not the storyline, but there will be a lot of people that will be pushing the idea that that they need to run the ball more. And it's probably well, from yeah. an older generation. Um, but <laughs> But at the same point, I mean, it, it helps you win games. It does. And you have a good, you have a really, really strong combination. And how do you, how do you blend it all in? Is really the challenge. You just can't, can't go away from it, which I don't think Matt LaFleur does entirely. Every now and again, when they're losing, he starts to get a little bit like, Oh, Aaron, save us, which is very McCarthy-esque, but it's not, it's not anywhere near how bad McCarthy was with the run, run pass splits. Very, very Steve Nash, but um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see too. With you know, Rogers got his contract, and I think some more uh, stability and, and certainty with his with his future. Um, the kind of the the balls back in his court, so you almost wonder if he's going to be more willing to to play to play nice and and, and do what Lafleur and potentially the organization want him to do versus what he wants to do, which doesn't necessarily have to be two different things, but um, you know, you just wonder with, with him, not that I think he had to worry about Jordan love um, 
outplaying out him, but yeah. um, the organization could have, I suppose, at some point uh, said enough is enough and we're going to move on, but they kind of gone the Ted Thompson route, but they, they haven't really gone that way to this nope. point. So no, they... um, I, I think, I think Rogers is in a good, a good spot right now in terms of, you know, from his perspective. Yeah. In a lot of ways you could say that pressure is weirdly off, right? Like, and we could do, we certainly could do this topic later this summer, but like, if you had to put a pressure index on Rogers, he's up there, but it's not maybe as much as it used to be just considering the new deal, considering an expectation he's going to be here for three more years. Like, do you think there's more pressure on Tom Brady given that he came out of retirement versus Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, I, I don't think so because Tom Brady has so many, right. so accomplished um, that he doesn't, I don't know. I wouldn't say Tom Brady has zero pressure, but um, you know, I think it's kind of gravy at this point. Whereas Rogers, yeah. you know, would love to get another one. And totally. I think, I think a lot, a lot of Packer fans would do and uh, yeah. for his legacy. And, and I think Rogers, while he doesn't necessarily um, lead on that, he cares what people think. I think oh, that yeah, he does. does. I mean, everybody does it to some extent. I mean, certainly pro athletes that are, in the spotlight all the time literally that's all they have to do is sit around and think about what people think about them but certainly their their legacies when once you get to a, a certain level of stature um you know i mean ryan Tannehill probably isn't sitting around thinking no. about what no. his legacy is but rogers is at that point where he he needs another super bowl and yeah um yeah you'd like to it, think that he's going to do what it takes and in a weird way he doesn't you know, it's not necessarily all on him because they have a great defense too. And I think like that might be the underrated yeah. story of the summer, right? Like that movie that is kind of more word of mouth than it's like everybody knows about it. Um, maybe it's like your black phone. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for that. It's an Ethan Hawke, like thriller. He looks terrifying as this like killer. Uh, and he, I think he's going after kids too, which that's always kind of creepy. So like, that's what could be. Because, like, you look at the size of this Packers team. Pete Bukowski pointed this out today. Preston Smith, 6'5", 265. Kenny Clark, 6'3", 314. Jared Reed, 6'3", 307. Rashawn Gary, 6'5", 277. Devondre Campbell, 6'3", 232. Quay Walker, 6'4", 241. That is massive. I mean, those are big fucking dudes and that's your front seven right there like they're yep. not fucking around like i mean this defense is gonna be a problem and I, I my expectations for this defense are maybe a little too high but i think it's going to be just especially you get kirk cousins week one like uh, if I, I will definitely bet the over on Kirk Cousins interceptions or Kirk Cousins turnovers because, my God, like this defense is going to be awesome. And I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, it, I, it does sort of feel like to this point it's been undercovered a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people know that or are, are kind of expecting the world. Um, from the defense and it, it, it's an interesting, I think I pointed it out last week. It's just an interesting way to build the roster 
that, you know, for however many years it's been, you know, have the quarterback on the rookie deal and, and certainly outperform that and load up on defense or, uh, yeah, load, load up on defense, but the Packers are kind of doing the, you have the, uh, well, big $50 contract. million dollars yeah, a year. Big it, contract. It's very hard to not call him overpaid. I, I know that he, he will yeah. probably be, um, somewhere close to that level of production, I guess. Um, but also having like young, um, a couple guys got, got their money on defense, but young controllable, like, uh, high potential, um, just young controllable talent, um, on defense, which is, um, a, a, just an interesting spin on the way, a way to build a roster. I'm kind of excited to see how it, how it pans out uh, this totally. year. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, you know, I, I just hope that everybody stays healthy and you're able to kind of see it at its full strength for a while. It's not, you know, obviously injuries are going to happen, right? Um, it's an NFL season. Everybody gets hurt. But at the same point, I don't, I would hope that they, these guys can kind of build a little bit of chemistry before it's like, oh, Stokes is down with a hamstring and he can't play for three or four games. You know what I mean? Like I would like, yeah. I'd like to see a little bit of it before like a major injury. Yeah, right. Now, and I don't qualify the, that as a major injury, I should say. It's, but it's a, you know, it's a nuisance, right? And that's like, it's kind yeah. of the shit we're going through with the Brewers right now, where it's like everybody was fucking hurt. And now we're kind of getting back to full strength again. But it's, it's just like annoying that you don't see the full, the full picture for a, an extended period of time. Yeah. And we, we probably should move on to the next. Oh, thing, yeah. But yeah, I, for I, sure. I, I was going to say, like in football, you know, I hate to say it, but you're probably going to lose somebody on that defense, like yeah. in the preseason. I mean, it's just, I hope not, yeah. but yes, that's that. I mean, that is always the fear and, you know, football is a cruel beast and that's why they have trouble with giving up guaranteed contracts and everything like that. So, yep. And speaking of the Brewers, man, Jay just gave up four runs, uh, two home runs from Adrian Hauser. Uh, so they're down four, nothing. So that's awesome. Heading oh, yeah. into the third inning, um, looking at maybe their would that be their fifth straight loss, right? Fifth straight, and I think it'd be seven out of eight. Yeah, yep. With that their is... only win being one they pulled out of their ass on Thursday. Right, right, exactly. So bad vibes right now with the Brewers, and if you're looking yeah. at a summer storyline, I guess the question is, is it the offense or is it Christian Yelich and the offense, or is it, did, did, did we overrate the start of this Brewers team? I don't know. Feel free to pick any of those three. Cause I think those are some of the contenders. Uh, well, it's always going to be Christian Yelich, but um, I, can I, can I, can I ask you, can I ask you a question about that? Why do people care about Christian Yelich as much as they still do? Well, that's a loaded question. I think there are multiple facets to it. I mean, there, I think it's um, the amount of money he makes, unfortunately. Um, I I think you can look at it logically that way too and say, you know, as a small market team, someone making 33% of your payroll better produce more than your replacement level um, or worse. I think it's the fact that the Brewers now tonight they finally decided to make the move to change him in, in the order for the first time and maybe ever. 
Uh, he's he's a, hitting leadoff in this game as right. we uh, record. But the, the sort of the willingness not to drop him in the order or do something different. But at the same time, I, I don't know if the organization has anyone else to put in that three spot. I mean, the, the yeah. lineup has kind of been built around him and, and the fact that he would bounce back at some point, but um, it hasn't happened. So I, I think that all that put together, I mean, on top of him just being bad for three years now or his third season of being bad. And I understand that there's been some goofy years, but dude just hasn't been the same. And it, it's like partially how bad he looks too. I mean, he's, he misses balls by two feet. Right. No, I, I hear you. I think, I think that's all, that's all fair. And you, you're staring down the barrel of seven, seven years and a mutual option for an eighth year. You're not moving off that contract. There's no, no one that would take that contract, not a soul. So it's either you reset your expectations and Willie Adamas and Corbin Burns and maybe Josh Hader become your face of your franchise and you move Yelich out of there and you say, all right, well, Christian Yelich is a very expensive six hitter, but that's what it is. And we're going to now build around a Willie Adamas led team. We're going to give him a bunch of money and try to do this thing all fucking over again. Cause you're right. Like, and that I'm, I appreciate you, you kind of bringing it, you know, so it makes it a little clearer. Because I the money thing annoys me only because everyone would have done that deal. No one would have said, yeah. we're not doing that deal. And they obviously, him and Cody Ballinger, I'm sure there are other examples, took advantage of the juice ball era. The ball was juiced when they were just hitting everything out of the ballpark. And I'm not saying it's the only thing. I think the video stuff was very much a helpful thing to Yelich. Now I know people are like, well, he cheated. He did this. No, he didn't cheat. He was taking advantage of that. And it was, it was helping him, you know, become a better baseball player. And so, yeah, I don't know. And if maybe something Yelich, if Yelich were to say tomorrow, and I'm not saying he should do this because I don't want to trivialize mental health, but if Yelich was like, look, I need like two weeks off just to get my shit straight. Like I am not mentally healthy right now. I think everybody, you know, who's a poor fan under 30 would understand. Now, I don't, I don't know if my dad would understand. I don't think the guy who's working at working as a plumber who's calling into Tim uh, Allen, you know, post game or, you know, is going to understand, but I think a lot of people would, I'm not saying that he has anything wrong there, but yes, I think that the continuing struggles of Yelich has to be a story. And it is, it's like either you figure it out this year or you just have to, you have to work around him and you can't make him, you know, be as, as much of a face and you build, build up somebody else. So I think that is one for sure. The offense has been just such a clusterfuck and it's weird because they, you know, and Yalich obviously contributing to said clusterfuck, but it's like, you look at right now, the last 30 days, Mitch, Brewer is an OPS 24th, 29th in average, 23rd in hits. But you know what they lead the league in? They lead the league in strikeouts. They're 13th <laughs> in home runs, and they're 11th in walks. So they get Ozzie Timmons. He brings a bell. 
vibes seem good. They were a good offense for six weeks. I understand you have a lot of injuries. I get that. But that's a pretty large sample size. And you face better teams in that time period as well. And so it's like, all right, you have the Mets next week. You're already getting your shit pushed in by the Phillies, who, remember, <laughs> were supposed to be a team contending for a playoff spot. So I know, like – Oh, no, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're catching the Phillies at a bad time. 100%. I mean, they, just, they just rolled uh, the Angels and yeah, they got fired Joe their, Madden fired. They got, they got Joe Girardi out of there. Like, yeah, Joe Girardi, I'm sure – The Phillies I'm themselves sure, fired their managers. So right. You're, you're in the I'm middle sure, of their, their bump. Right. And they're getting a big bump from that. And, and that's an unfortunate timing thing. Spurs would have loved to play Philly last week. And I think that would have, that would have worked out well for them, but they did it. And so Philly's going to town and that's a bummer, right? Um, and definitely a, a struggle for, for the brew crew, but it's again, a long season. Like they had multiple times in last year when they won the division or the second seed in the NL where they had, you know, stretches where they lost three or four games five games in a row now once you get past five then it gets a little bit like okay are we ever winning a baseball game again you get a washington team who can't pitch for the life of them this weekend so that's that's good but then you have a really big Mets series and i i sorry that Mets series matters like you can't tell me that 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 is not a big series because it's a true measuring stick on where you are in the season you're in new york playing against the best team in the NL. We need to see, you know, what you really are in that series. Yeah, that's going to be huge um, for sure. I, I think the Mets, did starting Marte go on, uh, yep. go on the injured list? Yeah, they lost Marte, and I think he Alonso had a hand injury. He got hit in the hand with a baseball uh, yeah, to, hit, hit with, by a pitch. to prompt Keith Oberman to say that, the Mets should make sure they put Manny Machado in the hospital, which is quite a weird move by Keith, but Keith's never known to not have weird tweets tweets out there. Yeah. Oh, man. That's kind of, you know, that's old school baseball for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, hospital's that, a little intense. Like, it's like, yeah, you should wear one. It's like, okay, cool. But I don't know if we, I don't know if we need to be putting dudes in hospitals, man. So, well, but yeah. I mean, what would Nolan Ryan do, right? Oh yeah, for sure. He'd wear he'd wear it in the back and things like that. We also need to do a better job of, you know, and we're going to talk a lot about Twitter here um, in the next in our next segments. But we got to do a better job being like, oh, that's a fight, and it's just guys join each other. That's not a fight. It's a the the bench is cleared. You can t- say that, but like I I don't know if you saw the Seattle Houston thing. I think it was Monday. And some uh, Ty France got hit in the back, and everybody came out bitching at each other. But they, someone called it a brawl. I'm like, that's not a fucking brawl, dude. That is nothing near a, a brawl. So, and then Julio Rodriguez hits home run, which is awesome. But yeah, Saburo's offense is Christian Yelich. I think, I don't think the, I know I said they were overrated last week, and now I'm like, well, are underrated. And it's like, did I overrate them? I don't, I don't think we're there just yet. Um, but I do wonder, you know, where people's confidence is with this team come July 4th, because that's obviously a barometer for, for the team. Yeah. I mean, they, I guess they're, 
they're actually fa- – I mean, what, what are they, 10 and 12 against teams above 500 or 10 and 13 or something like that? And I don't even think that includes the Phillies, who are not over 500. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they've, they've had San Diego a couple of times. I mean, they're, they're starting to face some tougher competition after an easy-ish, you know, six weeks start the year. So, um, you know, and the injuries hit at the hit at a bad time. Yep. You know, Peralta's out for, you know, maybe the entire season. I don't know. Right. Pretty close. Yeah, that's very a, unfortunate. That's a massive loss to not have to not have Freddie Peralta. However, uh, I mean, they do have enough depth and if you do get him back, you know, maybe he's a guy that you have in the ace in the hole for for the bullpen in the playoffs. Um, you know, I mean, that would be fine with me. I think you can get by. You can find four other starters somewhere for the playoffs and, yep. um, uh, you know, use, use Freddie as a deployable arm totally. in the playoffs, which always is going to, it seems to be useful once you get to, you know, tight postseason baseball. Oh, um, no question. To have a guy, a guy like that coming out. Of, I mean, we're yeah. I'm ahead of myself here, but nah, that, nah, that's a thought I, I thought I, I, I thought I had today. I will say another part of this of the summer could be just a back and forth the Cardinals, which we've done before. I think you know we'll do we can do it again. I don't yeah, know, this is like round four or five with those with that team, but they're they're unfortunately good, and that sucks. And the NL in general is good. Um, it'll be fun. And, it'll be fun though. And with the new playoff system, we could be staring down a Brewers Cardinals three game series in the wild card round. Um, not right now. Right now, as it stands, it's Brewers Giants. But I'm just saying, it's it's on the table. It's possible. Wouldn't that have to beat the two wild card teams? Or no, they added a team this year. So. Oh, no, but- no, so how it goes for those who are unfamiliar. So I looked it up the other day. So well, two teams don't get worry. a buy. Yeah. No, the first two teams get a buy. And then yeah. the third divisional team, it plays three home games against the worst wild card team. And then the two other wild card teams play each other in a three game series hosted by the best, the best wild card team. So I think right now it's Brewers Giants and then it's Padres St. Louis. I think it's the matchups in the wild card and the Mets and Dodgers with the buys. Other side is Yankees Astros and then it's Twins Red Sox and Jays and Rays. So like all the ALEs basically. The AL is such a fucking joke. I just can't believe it. Just a pathetic. <laughs> oh, it is. It really is. There are not that many good teams in that in that whole. It's like the NBA Eastern Conference before the Bucks came around and some of the other teams. But speaking of the Bucks, as we continue on with the storylines of the summer, I mean, it's it. So I so I guess your options are buy Portis, Pat Conson. Uh, will the Bucks cheapen out on a first round draft pick, or? Will the Bucks make some sort of major splash that none of us see coming? That to me seems like the three. If you had to rank, if you had to say those are the three, I think those are those are your three for the Bucks. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with all that. I mean, splash in terms of you know breaking up the three core players. Yeah, or... I mean that would probably uh, yeah. 
I guess that would be the only thing that would qualify as a splash. Maybe that's not a good one. Maybe it's like they get somebody, maybe a Brooke Lopez trade. Let's put it that way. I don't want to trade Brooke Lopez. Let me be very clear on this. But yeah. that would maybe be the – I think that's what a lot of fans are talking about because they see that as the only pathway to maybe get better or get different. I think anytime you lose, fans want to change everything. Versus yeah. being like, hey, if we don't have Middleton, if we have Middleton, we beat Boston, and then we beat Miami, and then are we in the finals right now with Golden State? And you are, you and I are at the Broadhouse tonight. Is that, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I think just how they, I guess Bobby and Pat is probably, eh, probably the biggest because you're not going to, most likely change anything drastic. I don't, I don't see that happening, but what they do with those guys and how they use what little resources they have to um, reinforce the team and get better around the edges. You know, I'm not totally sure how, you know, because of course in in the, in the salary cap or whatever you want to say, the, uh, there are ways to, I mean, they, even if teams that are capped out, they can still, they're not totally screwed. I mean, you can, right. you have mid-level exception and taxpayer exception or whatever, right. whatever exceptions there are. I'm not, I'm not a cap, cap expert, but there are ways, but I, I'm, I think that you may have to use some of that money with some of your current players, even if they are um, free agents, you know, if you have bird rights or something like that, um, it's, it's very difficult. It's, you know, right. I don't get paid enough to, uh, to, to break it down. Yeah. But, um, and I think, I think the Bobby and Pat thing, I think there is just this assumption that they're both going to be back. Now, Mark Stein yeah. didn't do anything, any us any favors by being like, oh yeah, teams around the league are basically thinking they're not going to be able to get Bobby back. And today, or the last couple of days, Bobby's been kind of tweeting out like things got to change, and his emoji went to black instead of it being, you know, of him playing for the Bucks. I I think sometimes we overdo it with like, oh my god, this guy yeah. changed his profile. What does this mean? Um, you know, who knows? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, maybe. Well, he did. He did have. I mean, we might as well talk about it. He he does have. A picture in his header of him in a Bucks jersey, still with underdog over top and like a filter. Right. Um, but he also had a tweet: "Some things you can't replace." And he had a tweet with, uh, "You got to appreciate the people who give you opportunities to grow." On um, that was on June fifth. So, but I definitely think the uh, some things you can't replace is from. Uh, today as we record this podcast from Wednesday some things you can't replace that's pretty cryptic um that's a little scary if you're a if you're a Bobby lover like I think both of us are yeah Um, I mean I think (laughs) someone someone said come on Bobby we still see you with the eyeballs popping out he said that's hilarious so um and and I don't know it they, I know they're really pushing, you know, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit scary, but Giannis had cryptid tweets, right? Remember when Giannis 
you know, had stuff where we all worried about it. You got followed everybody. Um, I mean, this happens, right? Guys get in their feelings, you know, who knows? Maybe Bobby had a relationship go wrong. I, I can't get wrapped up in tweets. I just can't do it. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's the dumbest thing we do. And modern sports fans do. You can well, look at them, but, and sometimes they're legit, but a lot of times, sometimes these guys are fucking around. Sometimes these guys are just like, you know what? I'm glad. I, I just don't want to talk to anybody. Like I, yeah. you know, a bad business deal. Right. Like, well, for what it's worth, his Instagram is still in fully intact. So, yeah. So uh, who the fuck <laughs> knows, man. it's not like, like fucking Kyler Murray or is it? Yeah, Smith exactly. Just deleted everything. Exactly. Um, so, but, yeah, that's no, that that's true. I mean, I, I, I that, that goes though, that goes back though. That goes back though too. Is to me to my point about um, athletes caring what people think and all that. Like they have nothing, you know. They they must just get bored and be like, ah, I'm gonna start some shit and read everything and yeah, yeah. start over it, or whatever. So the thing I'll say about Bobby and Pat, if Bobby and Pat don't come back, it's gonna be it's a really tough sell on the fan base. It's in a very, very tough sell because I think you look at like a Golden State, for example, none of their guys really have left, uh, you know, because Golden State told them they didn't want them. They've left, they've left because of their own volition. Same goes for San Antonio. And if we want to be San Antonio, we want to be Golden State, we need to act like those guys, right? And so if you replace Bobby with like, say Kyle Kuzma, just use an example. I don't know. That, I mean, isn't that getting younger to your point? I mean, isn't that to your point of like, you have to start developing the next generation. Wouldn't Kuzma fit into that mold of the next generation? Well, I don't know. What is he? He's like 27, probably. I mean, he's probably the same uh, age as Bobby Portis. No, 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 no. Kyle Kuzma just got out of the oh, You're crazy. Uh, let me look. Kyle Kuzma I mean, is 26 years old out of Flint, Michigan. Bobby Portis from Arkansas is... Probably 27. Fuck, he's young. 27, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's even more reason why you don't get rid of Bobby. Um I think. Well, go ahead. Yes, yes, but but I will say that John Horst has had an ability to find guys off the scrap heap. Yeah, guy, you know, uh, um, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez. I mean, really, you know, guys that have stuff left that. And I don't have anybody in mind. I'm just saying, you know, without looking at stuff, but there are, there are people out there um, that could potentially replace those guys. But I just, I'd really hate to see both of them go. Gary Harris would fit that mold, right? One year. Sure, but a deal. I, you're, you're probably not getting him. No, I, mean, I know. But, I'm just, I'm just providing uh, an example for the audience. I'll give you another guy that I wouldn't mind that we probably aren't getting. Yeah. Otto Porter. Yeah, um, the Bucks wanted out of Porter last year. Apparently, he chose to go to Golden State over Milwaukee. That was the the commentary. Milwaukee wanted him last year. Well, then get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 
Mitch is like out of order, off the list. Yeah, I think Bobby and Pat are the stories, and uh, you know we'll have resolutions for in a couple weeks. Well, and and in, in the more short term, probably the draft. Yeah, what 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 they do with twenty fourth pick? Yeah, and and I don't know. I think there's a lot of things you can do. I think that's actually a great spot to be in because I think you can trade up if you want to and use some of your assets. I think you could trade down. I saw one that was that he's like, I don't think they would do it, but like trading down to 28 for Oklahoma city and getting Lou Dort, like in hundred percent. Uh, well, hang on here. So, uh, I mean, this isn't the NFL. I don't, I, first of all, the 24th pick doesn't have a ton of value. Um, Look, man, Sam Preston. I, 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 I sure as hell don't think you're getting Lou Dort and the 28th pick for the for the 24th pick. I said it was a it was like he basically was like, yeah, this is a, kind of a fantasy thing. I wasn't like actually oh. being serious about it here. Chill out. Okay. I just, I mean, I think you make the fucking pick. Put yeah, your put your I ball agree. on the table and go get Jaden Hardy or. Um, are there two Jalen Williams? Uh, yeah, there's, there are two Jalen Williams. There's one with a Y and one without. Because apparently Jalen was is the most popular name uh, among 2002 or 2004, I guess, already, births. Right. Um, so there's Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, one of the, Bron- yeah. the Broncos, 6'6", from Gilbert, Arizona. And that's yep. spelled J-A-L. L E N. Then there's Jalen Williams, who J A Y L I N. He's from Arkansas, who's 6'10, and also might be might be Grant Williams. Yeah. Like a bigger Grant Williams. Yeah, exactly. Um, he has like he had like 50, over 50 flops this year. <laughs> oh man. It's bad. It's, if he go if he goes to the east, it's gonna be an issue. I'm not gonna be happy about it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, there's Walker Kessler. Uh, oh, I love Kessler, Walker. Walker I, whatever, whatever. I, I love Walker Kessler. You could do so much with Walker Kessler. Walker, yeah. you know, the Walker I feel Texas. Like there's gonna be somebody like I have cast a wide net on guys that I want, which I do a lot. But um, I guess it comes down to more who who you don't want, which. Don't test me on that right now. I'd have to look at a mock draft or something and be like, oh, okay, I don't really want that guy. But I'd take like o- Oche Abaji. I mean, yeah. if he oh, falls, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, basically what I need is either a center um, or a large body or a fucking scoring guard. You know, just give me somebody who can get a bucket. Like a yeah. Jaden Hardy. I mean – you know, just picking from guys that might be there at 24, you know, you know, of course I'd love to have, I mean, somebody who's my top five pick, but um, that's not going to happen. So, um, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. The Badger thing will be quick because we've, we've already went far too long. Um, yeah. It It is, when are we going to start talking about Paul Chris on the hot seat? Is it ever going to happen? Ooh, wow. I told you it was spicy. Uh, that's, that is a little spicy. Probably never. Um, okay, but like a couple things. You'd have to actually have a bad season. So, well, but 
okay, so a couple things. They haven't won a division title since 2019. Okay. They haven't won a actual Big Ten title since 2012. The they're getting rid of divisions, I believe, very shortly. And I don't know yeah, if it's this year or next be year. Tough. Right? So you could hypothetically win the West, but it's and I have a whole I probably could do a whole podcast on I that. was gonna say you're not you're not suggesting that they're their apparent success is propped up by the fact that you know that they play they play they, the reds they, they play the reds the pirates of the big tech no Mitch, i'm not saying that um, that they're well, that they're, what would their their main competition is, is iowa yeah what would make like you the think seven I, the seventh best program in the big 10 what would make you think i'd say such a thing no i look i man, mean it's true i know it is and and i think they would re i personally if and I could, I'll probably do a longer thing on this as we get closer to college football, but probably what they need to do, if they're going to get rid of divisions, they need to basically say, all right, we're going to keep a couple rivalries for each team, Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, or not Penn State, sorry, Iowa, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Every team gets like two rivals. They play them every year. But then you kind of just reconfigure your schedule a little bit so it's more balanced so that, and, and then that's, a better way to do it and then i almost wonder is do you and it's this is sacrilegious now but do you move up michigan ohio state a week because do you really want them in back-to-back weeks i don't know i don't know what that does for ratings people might still watch i'm not sure but who knows people love college football People love college football. People love rivalries, right? Like you have like, even yeah. like, I don't know, man, there's just something about like a rivalry, right? Like women's college softball, which is bad. I, I'll, I, I haven't tuned in recently, but every now and again, if it's on, I'm not, I'm not like turning it off. Like you I got watched Oklahoma, like a half inning the other night. You got Oklahoma and Texas playing each other for the world series. Like that's softball that's actually can be, can be somewhat fascinating because like watching them pitch is actually pretty sweet and yeah. like like the field is like little league size so like i don't know i feel like there's just more action oh totally same way i mean honestly same a little bit with college baseball is you just get get these wild comebacks and you get just a lot a little more like non pc i feel like you know you had the guy yeah. flipping the bird exactly. you, you don't you don't have you don't have the unwritten rules really as much in college no, baseball. No, no. I mean, it's, well, who was the uh, dude from like, was it, was he a Louisville kid? A few years. This was probably five years ago. That was like just every time, every inning was cocking people off. Like in the, in the, in the college world series, like every time he'd walk off the hill, I can't remember his name. Uh, I don't know. Um, um, but I can't remember. There's, that, a, there's but... a dude like that every year, I guess. Oh but... yeah. I mean, there's like a guy for UConn. That's like, he looks like an offensive lineman on the bound. Like it looks like me, like taking the hell. That's like, and they, they you know, UConn advanced to the super regional and stuff like that. The Huskies, the geese baseball, we're back. Get Marquette a team. Some people are saying. Um, yeah, let's but do it. Anyways, so more, more fun topics to throw around. They're the worst days on Twitter for local media. Um, this was sparked by a text that you sent to us. And I will let you have the floor. Uh, did I send it or did I, I know? I know from oh, the pod, you, Eric oh, sent you know one what? the other day. Originally, sent it. Sent it. all right, pivot. I, I just agreed it. 
pivot. Yes. One of the worst days, my bad. One of the worst days on the local media is the start of minicamp, aka OTAs. It these guys have a job to do. They have to report out what they see. But every little thing is getting broken down like the Zapruder film. Last week, people were freaking out because Christian Watson dropped a few balls and then forgetting that it's fucking met. And it's like, you know, we're basically talking about different highlights from these Packer practices that kind of mean absolutely nothing. And I, I think it's really like, I get it. But at the same time, I don't think kind of doing play-by-play of practice is notable. I don't, I don't really understand why it makes sense. I realize you're like trying to commute these guys can follow them. I like following them during the season. And sometimes there's some informative shit out there. Like the Nugget, yeah. I forget I forget the reporter that had this, but like the Nugget that Way Walker was playing defensive end today. All right, that's, that's interesting. Now that is something there, right? And yeah. That, you know, but I don't give a fuck that Rasul Douglas picked off Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, you know, I totally, you know, agree with everything you've said. I mean, it's just, you know, there, there are some tidbits that I think you can, you can take and, and, and find use for. But, yeah, I, I don't really need a play-by-play of practice when, you know, Christian Watson and, and somebody connect for an 80-yard pass, you know, with no fucking defenders. Like, right. I don't, you know, I, I don't. I, I I can't do it, but yes, um, you know maybe how does you know does Christian Watson look too skinny? Um, I guess that's somewhat useful, but um, stuff like that. I mean, just or, or early observations on things like that. I I just I don't need the play by play like it's week sixteen against the Buffalo Bills, you know, in the snow, yeah. um, trying to win the division. It's just, right. uh, it's not needed. Just, and it, but it's right. like, but in a weird way, like all of sports journalism has fallen victim to this because they feel like, well, they because to, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're exactly. You need, you're trying to get engagement. Um, nobody right. from your, you know, none of your superiors are going to stop you. Um, yeah. Certainly. They're, they're telling you to pump out as much content as possible. So For like, sure. you know, it, and it's the same bullshit with training camp. It's the same bullshit or not training camp uh, or spring training where it's like, I don't give a fuck about this pitcher. This pitcher is not a top prospect there. Why should I care about this pitcher? And I, and I think sometimes they do a bad job of setting it up. Like, why do I, why should I care about this? Tell me why I should care. All right. Maybe there's a little intrigue, you know, maybe he's coming off this second Tommy John. I care, but it's like, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? All right. Yeah. And, yeah, like I don't, I don't care about. Um, I don't know. For some reason, like Trevor Gott came to mind, just like some reliever that is on his, you know, third stint in the major leagues. You know, getting getting a, you know, a look in spring training. You know, I don't care that he struck out the double uh, A guy in in the seventh inning. You know, I just it doesn't. It's not gonna not gonna do much for me. Now, if he gets you know, I don't know, a huge strikeout on a, on a guy and he's getting, getting some work in the fourth inning and he strikes out Bryce Harper um, with the bases loaded. I guess that's something, but 
Yeah, I don't care otherwise. Yeah, no. Another one that's brutal is the Big J is this is local and national complaining about having to work over holidays. Like you fucking signed up for this. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. The NFL, the NBA, baseball, they're going to want to have games when no, no, nobody has work and they can focus on sports. And so they're going to try to commercialize the shit out of things. Just so, I'm sorry. That's how it works. It's not, yeah. you know, and like I had to work a ton of holiday hours the last two holidays. I, I complained to you guys, but I'm not on Twitter, like being like, oh my God, I have to work on Thanksgiving or I can't enjoy Black Friday because I'm, you know, balls to the fucking walls. And I can't like just hang out and watch football and drink a bunch of beer and, and maybe hang out with some friends or a town. Like I don't, well, I'll, you know, I'll see you, I'll see you that and I'll raise you like journalists complaining about flights. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Good. It's your very job. related. I mean, very similar, you know. No, yeah. Um, it, it's like it it's basically like I, I think what it is is like all of these guys and girls think they're like the main character in their story. Like they just think Twitter is so important. And it's just not like, you know, it isn't. Like it's it's like, oh, cool. Like that's why I have such a hard time sometimes with like this is a more of a content thing, but it's like I don't want to fucking put on my Instagram story. Like, I don't think people care about my life. Like, I don't, I also need people to see me just watching, walking the dog, thinking about, you know, podcast topics. Like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's basically what it boils down to is we need to, yeah, we need to kind of scale down like what, what's important and what's not so you know it it is what it is but the big jays man they they sink their teeth in come summertime and you know as if we only could all just be mad dog so and just bring back things from our other our generation uh i think we'd be better off you know 62 packers bringing up the 80 celtics i mean just great bob bob koozie yeah Going back to the 60s Celtics. I mean, it's, I love it's all it. on the table for him. I love it, man. And, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. At least our storylines in the summer don't have to deal with that we gave, uh, to, you know, $230 million guaranteed to a really bad fucking dude. So at, at least we have that going for us. Well, if that continues, uh, they may find a way to get out of that. I wouldn't be so, surprised. So interesting on that, I would have, I would agree with you, but interesting on that is that Andrew Brandt was on with McAfee, uh, former Packers uh, front office guy, and said the contract had all these wild clauses in it, and that it basically felt like the contract was written by Watson's agent. So I don't know if they can get oh out of that. I yeah, right, man. Like, I mean, it, like so, it 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 was. A pretty bad look for the Cleveland Browns to begin with. Yeah. And then, you know, it just doesn't stop. And every time something else happens or somebody else opens their mouth, it just looks worse and worse. And I mean, it's the NFL. Life will go on, but pretty fucking, pretty fucked up. Well, and and you look at like what, like when you, you when you think about it literally, it's like, 
This yeah. dude is is mostly you know really at this point accused of of um a lot of questionable and to bad things lewd behavior and yes uh i would say that's pg yes and, yeah that's uh, very pg like but he, he got out of, he got, he got out of and i think there are enough people out there that think that this is some like um you know blackmailing attempt by the texans you know that's oh, just spiraled out of control here, yeah um, here's the here's the thing real quick on that I think the Texans knew more. So Texans have been added to a couple of lawsuits, which it makes it very interesting. And yeah. which would be the Texans would have to testify. And Bob McNair, I believe, is, is he no longer? No, he died. Did he die before Deshaun? So that's what I'd, I'd be curious to know. Like, when did Bob McNair pass? And now his son, Cal, t- is t- has taken over the team. And did they know? And then once they're like, oh, this guy wants out, fuck this guy. Like, we're just going to start leaking to your point. And now it's gotten out of control. And it's like, oh, shit, now we might be implicated too because we knew about this at the start and we just ignored it and we, we could sweep it under the rug because Houston, Texas, massive city. We were signing NDAs, this, that, and the other. And now we're really fucked. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a fascinating yeah. to be to like wrap up our whole theme of today's podcast, the storylines of the summer. To me, like that is probably the biggest story of the summer. If uh, you know, yeah, it's in, like in sports, yeah, yeah, in overall sports, it is. It has to be because here's the other thing that I think people will point out: Deshaun Watson isn't suspended for a significant amount of time. People are going to point to what the what baseball did with Trevor Bauer. And they're like, well, why aren't you doing that with Sean Watson? And it'll be interesting, man. It'll be really, really interesting. And man, this is this would could be an all-timer by the Cleveland Browns. Somehow the Cleveland Browns could look worse than the Sacramento Kings, which it's hard to do. But then you remember the Kings had the fourth pick. I'd say they would they draft some bad dude at the fourth pick. But I literally think anything could happen with that that pick from the Kings because it's the Kings. Yeah, they might trade it for I don't know Miles Turner. I well, I had an idea that they should trade it for Bradley Beal because the rumor is that they that they want to like contend. I mean, that would be that'd be a bad a bad trade. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's the Kings. uh, What, What have that? What have the Kings ever done something smart, bitch? Yeah, it's too bad. I mean. Herb Cole would blush at that. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the fourth pick. There's still going to be a good player there. Oh yeah, I mean, Jaden Ivey. Ivey's a yeah. great player. Like, I'd take Jaden Ivey over Brad, uh, Bradley Beal's hurt corpse and his crazy fucking wife any day of the week. I just Bradley Beal is so fucking overrated. It's incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, um, talk about I a guy think, that I just think, gets gassed up by by like the media. Well, because he scored 30, 31 points a game for like two years in a row. Yeah. It was awful last year. I mean, he was hurt, I guess, but, um, you know, he's just, I don't know. I mean, he always, he's, he's always he's, hurt. He's always him hurt. And, him and Lillard are in this spot where they've been loyal, but now they're starting to catch heat for not winning. And it's like, well, I mean, what do we want here? I, I do wonder, though, if 
Lillard thinks about staying if Phil Knight ends up buying the buying the Portland Trailblazers. But they're not for sale. Right. Well, so, yeah, that's the fascinating thing about it, right? Like they're technically I mean, not for sale. And Phil Knight, who I'm sure has more sources than God himself, it's like, hey, well, do you just want to float this out there that I'm interested in buying the, the Blazers? Put a little pressure yeah, on everybody. I was gonna say, I mean, the, the media is a, a hell of a a hell of a uh conduit you know pr pr machine and yeah. it can it can force action at times right. so i don't know no it's it's all it's all interesting man i mean these sports franchises are going for mega bucks you just had the broncos sold for 4.5 million to the waltons so yeah just it never ends <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they'll never sell the packers damn it we're all shareholders. Just kidding. Um, uh, it'll happen. It'll happen at one one day. Oh, I mean, I mean, there are more. It's it's more of a conservative thing. It's like the real wacky conservatives who think that the uh, Packers should be privatized. Uh, that's a real thing in our society. There are there's a section of the I don't know if it's the internet, but there's a section of society I think the Packers would be better off to be privatized. But it's. Uh, so that's a take for another day, man. Another podcast. Well, I think that there's a lot of Packer fans that would that would love to have a sole owner. Careful what you wish for. I, I mean, for every, for I'm trying to think of a good owner in the NFL. For every, I mean, all those owners are so slimy. Like, I don't know if I even know a good owner in the NFL. I was like, well, Dan Kroenke pays a lot of money, but that dude's slimy as fuck. He basically engineered. Have to get out of St. Louis. Jerry Jones is a glory hole creep. Arthur Blake, I think, is a ghost. Dan Snyder, another asshole. Um, I'm trying to think. Virginia McCaskey, another dead person. Um, Ziggy Wolf, probably in the Russian mob. Well, I mean, NFL owners are just. I mean, think, I don't. Who's a good NFL owner? Who's a good? I mean, man. Bob Kraft gives off the impression of a good guy, but that guy likes to get jerked off like Deshaun. So I don't know. There are there are thirty two of the most powerful people in the country, 100%. and I mean, it is such a, I mean, a nightmare. There, there are you actually know? like I guess. I mean, even Jim Ursay is a weirdo, but I I think maybe it's Jim. The answer is Jim Ursay. Rooney family, I guess, is like nice, but you know they have some fucking skeletons buried. You know they have some just dark secret society bullshit. They've been in power since, since like the turn of the century. Rooney, that's Steelers. Yeah, or the Maras, yeah. Mister Mara, uh, the Giants, the Giants. Another skeletons um, buried legacy family. I could go forever, but we should probably end this podcast. Hey, David I mean, Owners. Jed, Jed York. York, yeah, Jed York's not bad. I could go with Jed York. But he's but Mark by Davis, proxy. come on. Who? Mark Davis. Yeah, Mark's see, Mark's harmless. He's a teddy bear. But I don't know. He had some, they had some weird front office stuff too. And well, and, and like the whole stuff. Vegas move. Yeah. The Vegas move is a fucking I don't know. I mean, Oakland doesn't do anything to keep anyone, but at the same time, I mean that was that was a Goodell special. Oh, you bet. So just like St. Louis to uh, Los Angeles. And then he got Los Angeles the right. title. NFL rigged. Um, but anyways, uh, just kidding. Totally joking. <laughs> All right. 
Well, we should wrap up. Uh, no podcast tomorrow. I'm in South Carolina. I'm flying out tonight, this afternoon. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll not sweat my ass off down there. Um, thankfully, it's not going to get up to yeah. 90. Uh, Good luck so with should, that. Safe travels. Yeah, buddy. So, another state off the list. So, it should be interesting. Uh, seeing a cousin get married and, uh, yeah, be my last wedding for two two months, three months. Uh, so, that'll nice. – or two months. So, that'll be a nice reprieve. Yeah. Well, have fun. All right, man. Well, we'll talk next week. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll have an NBA champion. Maybe we won't. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, continue to chug on as we get closer to the NBA draft and get closer to – having more sports than just the struggling Brewers team. Yeah, can't wait. All right, see you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.